Hello and welcome to the second show in the second series of The Witch's Tea Party with uh, your solo host, uh, Amanda, that's moi, because Ellen is trekking around. She's in, actually in South Australia now, so she is in. She was in Northern Territory last time we spoke. Um, she's rock and roll queen and um, she's off with her son travelling in SA. So um, yeah, she will be back very soon, she tells me. We, she does send me some amazing amazing photos. Um, but today what came to mind after last week's topic of conscious dating and thanks to everyone who listened and gave me some feedback on that um, because I hate to think that I'm doing this in vain and <laughs> just chatting away to myself. Um, it came up and obviously this is very linked to my personal circumstances. It always helps on the journey because we have these epiphanies and discoveries and sometimes when they're presented in different ways we can see them differently and we kind of we kind of finally get the lesson. It's like, aha. So I will backtrack a little bit as to my personal experiences. So it kind of gives it a little bit more body as to why I'm talking about this and how I can help you when this comes up for you as well. But to firstly just mention that there is so much in the market, in the self-help market and well-being about manifest this, manifest this, manifest that, you know, um, make your dreams. It's always about making our dreams come true, ultimately. But it is. It's about changing our shift, what we focus on. Um, you know, we've got Tony Robbins has been doing it for many, many, many years. Um, you know, where your energy goes your or where your focus goes, your energy flows, Right. So everybody understands this principle and concept and you, whether that's in affirmations and then we dive deeper into quantum physics. Um, we're looking at, you know, DVDs that came out way back, like 20 years ago called The Secret. Um, I've studied, I invested heavily with, uh, oh God, Bob Proctor. Um, and he's very methodical. It's like, just follow this system and this will work. And he looks at the subconscious brain so that we're always aware that we've got the conscious and subconscious and that we're operating on two levels. And then we've got um, hypnosis. We've got amazing meditations out there. So many types of meditations and Mind Valley. I'm not sponsored, by the way. This is all just research that I do in my spare time. Mind Valley have brought a, a new program at the moment called the Silver Method. And he's the one who's kind of bought the um, copyright to teach that. And it's about um, using brainwaves, beta, alpha, and theta brainwaves. And these kick in uh, when you sleep and when you're in restful states. So there's so much science out there. And it is, it's like, what works for you? What should you do? You know, how much therapy do you dive into? And the one thing I can definitely vouch for on my journey is that if it's on a superficial level with the conscious mind, affirming this is what I want let's just take something really basic and say I really want a red car loads of people have given up and gone it's a load of nonsense because they haven't got a red car now there's a few things that come into the equation that me and Ellen have discussed on previous podcasts um that one the universe takes time now this is speeding up and this is where quantum physics jumps in and quantum leap and quantum uh, programs can actually kind of skip. So things are speeding up, but usually it would take time. Okay. So maybe a year, you know, you can look back and go, Oh, blimey, I wanted a red car a year ago. Um, and people are so impatient. They want it now. 
So that's one reason why it doesn't work because the consistency drops off. People just go, nah. But the main, main reason, and this is where they're thinking with all these books and everything that's out there, is that if we are carrying around a subconscious self-limiting belief, this is an ingrained behavior pattern where it, whether, whether, where if it comes from a past life, which I have definitely found out, whether it comes from our social conditioning, it's usually to do with our parents and upbringing, um, so many different factors along the road of, of our life into adulthood that determine whether or not we truly believe we can have whatever we want. So, for example, if you've been brought in, if you've been birthed into a family that's wealthy, of course you can have a red car. You can have whatever red car you want. That's that's easy peasy. You know, it's like, well, I'll just go and get an Audi. <laughs> like, and you know that you can, you know that you've got reputation, you've got a good credit, you've got um, the finance, you can choose the car of your dreams, right? There's no issue. But what about when it comes to relationships? If that wealthy family doesn't have good relationships within the family, you could have all the belongings in the world, but wonder why you haven't got a relationship, you know, that is fulfilling or the one that you desire. So then it's like, well, what's going on there then? That's where the deep spiritual work kicks in. And similarly, you can have someone who's got all the relationships in the world, really good, healthy foundation, you know, happily married or whatever that looks like. There's no judgment here. It doesn't, you know, it could be a thruffle, whatever. But, you know, it's not just monogamy here. It could be poly, whatever works for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a classic thing you say. But you've got the partner of your dreams, if you want a partner. Children, if you want children. You know, really healthy relationships within a whole family setting. And yet really, really poor. And you just can't get off Struggle Street. That's from Ellen, that is. Struggle Street. Um, you know, because it's like, well... There's a belief system that you deserve these amazing family connections, but there's an underlying self-belief that you're not worthy of attracting money into your life or, you know, you need an education or you need a degree or you need something in order to get it, right? So when we're talking about manifestation, and I'm going to blow your minds here with the introduction of Tantra, because that's where... I really feel the power is because you're literally tapping into a gateway of energy. This is not the scientific science, uh, uh, conscious and subconscious mind. This is engaging on your own. It's solo. Okay. If, if it's between two people and it's a union, that's beautiful. It's great. But I'm talking about solo tantric opportunity to actually access uh, and I, I, I originally worded my business, um, your gateway, the ultimate gateway, sorry, the gateway to ultimate freedom and empowerment, because that's how I saw it. It's like literally between our legs, whether you're male or female or um, however, whatever bits and bobs you've got, it doesn't matter. We're talking about chakras and energy systems, right? Between your legs, that is the portal and the, so going to your crown okay so the portal going in and your crown chakra out and it can flow in opposite directions absolutely but these have got to be clear channels it's just like a tunnel if you've got a car and you're driving through a tunnel it's got to be clear both ends right exactly the same thing but the car is manifesting and it's love and it's power 
okay so once you can harness that and actually use that for the intention of good it comes into your third eye you're drawing it up so that car is literally shooting through your legs up through your entire being through your heart filling it with love empowerment security the freedom to express yourself how you want to be expressed clearly um, the power of your voice being able to listen intuitively and your connection to spirit okay the that that takes it on an energy level this is about energy rather than science now you can use that as a tool to manifest in so primarily i always focus on healing first and these are not my tantra teachings okay <laughs> i've got a neo tantra method but i'm talking about ancient methods of chi really developed in the east we're looking at acupuncture and um, shiatsu, meridians to the body. It's very, very similar. It's all chi, it's life force, okay? So if you haven't heard anything else, just think of chakras, chi, um, qigong, everything. It's the life force energy within us, okay? If we can harness that and through the tantric practice, you can use that for the higher intention and your higher consciousness to manifest in everything that you want desire um i don't I hate using the word need i rarely use the word need anymore because we fulfill our own needs yeah first and foremost so you don't need anything from anyone you don't need uh them to supply you with anything them being in your life and having a relationship is a bonus so anyway i digress i digress so everyone's always talking about how to manifest but what do you do when you have spent years and years of you could have experienced trauma or struggle always chasing something and then all of a sudden and and, and in, in an unhappy state of um basically speaking if you've spent 40 years in that unhappy state and you've been doing the therapy you've been doing this you know there's lots of dealing with self-worth and this and that and that suddenly there in front of you is everything you've dreamed of now this is what people do not prepare themselves for usually you think well happy fucking days you know like woohoo just like winning a million dollars on the lottery but actually what can happen is that we self sabotage and we can run for the hills it's like ah i've seen it happen to other people and it's happened to me and it actually scares you because you are being drawn into a new vibration of happiness and well-being and love that you're not used to because you're used to wanting it and craving it and searching it and chasing it. So when it's actually appeared in front of you, you go, well, what now? What, do I just become happy? Like, that's insane because I've been unhappy for so long. <laughs> I do not know how to do this. I know how to keep chasing. It's like perpetually studying. You know, if you just keep doing exam after exam, get certificate, get certificate, education, education. But if you can actually comprehend the fact that you are already qualified and that you need to stop studying or you can stop studying and just enjoy being with being uh, with all the knowledge that you have, that's the difficult part because you're so conditioned to training and studying and studying and studying. So it's very, very similar. So I'm going to give you my personal example. 
So we're going to take the, the, the subconscious beliefs, the self-limiting um, self-belief patterns that you can carry around with you. Now, I had an awesome education. Thank you to my mum. It was a struggle for both of us. It was hard to go to a school that was an hour away. Anyway, I won't, I won't give you my sob story, uh, but it was it was tough. It was not an easy feat, and my mum worked hard to get me into that school, not because I wasn't um, educated, but because we were discriminated against by being a single family. So just want to put that out there. And we managed to win the appeal because my grades were higher, not just as good, but higher than my peers. So boom, in your face, drum and bass. <laughs> so you can't fight for it. But yeah, the school uniforms are expensive. The bus journeys were expensive. Everything was expensive. And my mum scrimped and scraped to do that for me. And because I had that good education and I was mingling with people who had a lot more wealth and status than me, and it's a very class system um, in England. I don't know about any other um, parts of the country but in the world. But, you know, it was very, my friends there had five bedroom houses with saunas built into them and a moat going around them one of my best friends was called a moat, moat farm barn and it had a little moat let's say it had like a long driveway honestly it's like going to see the queen uh, or going to kensington palace at least um and um she had like two farms by the back of it like they were just like money was dripping off them anyway you come back to my house we were in a little, little two up two down now if no one knows what a two up two down is Imagine a row of terraced houses, just like you see on Coronation Street. Um, there's no gap between the houses, okay, people in um, Australia, townhouses. Um, it's literally two bedrooms at the top and then two rooms at the bottom. So we had a living room and a kitchen and then we had an extension, which was a bathroom. And then a really narrow corridor of a garden for our cats. Um, and then I used to come home, I'm totally digressing here, I'm so sorry, um, to council estate friends and they'd call me a snob because I've been to a rich posh school all day. But anyway, anyway, so being around that environment, being able to relate to people from social housing um, on the council estates and in my hometown, in my little village, and still relating to people who are very, very wealthy, um, it taught me the life skills that have seen me through my life. And I had no doubt as to my capabilities. So when it came to any career choice, I did not see any obstacle in my path. You know, I, I swear to this day, if I really wanted to become an astronaut, I would have become an astronaut. It's like, and I became a, a very successful high paid accountant. And I had anything that I wanted. You know, I didn't just have one pair of boots. I decided, I remember this so clearly, I was into shoes and handbags and fast cars. And I decided I'm going to buy two pairs of the same boot, just in different colours, because I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I was such a different person back then. Um, and it was fun. It was great. It was great to play around with money like that. It was awesome. Like, if I had my time over again, probably would have gone travelling. But uh, yeah, to anyone else out there thinking of that, millennials, spend it on experiences rather than stuff. Anyway, um, so because of that education, I'm really like going on to gone about this, but my conditioning in my brain was that I can do anything I want. But here's the thing, and this is why I spent four grand with um, Bob Proctor. I could not transfer those skills onto my relationships. 
I had boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend and all I ever wanted to do was get married to my first true love and have lots of babies. Honest to God, that may sound crazy to anyone who knows me, but that's all I ever wanted. And that first true love, Andrew Mulkwin, he knows who he is, we are friends on Facebook. We, he, I was 10 and he was 12, okay? It was the most beautiful, innocent love you'll ever know. And I remember we used to sit on a rooftop holding hands, watching sunset. We used to climb up um, and like climb out the window and have a look. I don't even remember a kiss. All I remember is that we held hands and how good that felt. He used to sit, um, play me love songs from Robin Hood. Oh my God, like I just, I did, I loved him so much. We we're both blonde, both blue eyes. Amanda and Andrew, AA. I even like transcribed, um, I carved out AA with a love heart in a tree. Like, oh, I was just, I was just so into him. I didn't express it. I dumped him. <laughs> Why? Because my parents had gone through a really bad divorce. And I honestly missed him so much, it hurt that he lived an hour away. And we didn't see much of each other. And, um, I really do feel like this is the pinnacle of my self-destruction because there was one of the bad boys. Now they're from social housing, lovely people, um, bad reputation. The older brothers are always getting into fights. The family are always um, getting expelled. It's just unfortunate because they're great people. And his name is Peter Pan. And he defended me and stuck up for me in school when I was being bullied. So I dumped Andrew because I missed him too much, which makes no sense at all, and um, went out of Peter instead, because in my mind it made sense. I saw him every day, and he was there to stick up for me and defend for me, and um, he was a bad boy, but he was a good boy in his heart, you know, and that's what I've always seen in people. It's... People may have thought I've made the, a poor choice in partner, but it's because I've always seen the good in them. Unfortunately, I didn't see the bad until it was too fucking late. But anyway, um, but this was the pattern. It's like, even with amazing people, amazing boys come into my life and I pushed them away. I felt like I wasn't worthy. I felt like I didn't deserve love. I felt like... I wasn't safe with them, you know, like, oh, I'm just not, I'm too damaged. I'm too damaged to be with somebody and that they're going to leave me anyway. So I'll push them away now so I don't have to go through the pain of them leaving me. And it's all very illogical, but in the heart and soul, and I'm, I'm sure listeners out there would agree, it makes perfect fucking sense because we understand that feeling and that fear. It is so deeply ingrained within our being that we go, oh my God, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know how that feels, and it's subconscious, it is completely, we ha it's like we have no, we don't see it, we don't have no, quotation, control over it, because we can't see it, so sometimes it takes years and years and years to look at the patterns, and look at our behavior, and go, hang on, there's only one common denominator here, and that is me, so this starts and ends with me, so where in, within me, Am I attracting people who are not committing or who want to just use me for sex or who do not value me or respect me or for whatever reason it is? And the, the past five years, I tell you, I have been honing in on this and it is incredible what you can learn about yourself. So without divulging any more, 
it's been a really interesting journey, especially the last couple of years and I've been dating. As my frequency and energy changes, who I draw into my life and who I attract into my life. And it is, it's like a little ladder and they step up and step up and step up and it's like they get better and better and better and better. And I have really hit the jackpot, ladies and gentlemen. Um, flashing lights, like woo, 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 fireworks. <laughs> um, I know that it can always feel like this at the beginning of a relationship, and I'm sure my friends are rolling their eyes, going, "Oh, you always say this," <laughs> but this is different. And um, no, what it feels like is that I have become so laser focused on exactly what I want. I know exactly who I am and where my morals are where my ethics are, what my values are, what I will tolerate, what I will not tolerate. And this does not mean having this impossible fucking wish list that some women insist on. And it's really sad. Oh, some men as well. I actually saw in a dating group recently, a guy was like, looking for a lady, she's got to be within 25 and 31. She's got to be a size eight, um, preferably uh, five foot two and dark hair. Oh, the backlash he got for that. We were like, oh, I, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfect for you, but I'm size ten, so sorry, obviously too big for you. I was like, oh, what is, what has you done? He's like, I'm just saying, that's what I prefer. I have every right to say what I prefer, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> You're focusing on the wrong things, guy. You're focusing on the aesthetics of somebody. You ain't never gonna find that person. You ain't never gonna find that perfect fit. If that is what you're focusing on, if you're focusing on, I'm still stuck in the terms of manifestation here, I will come to what to do when it comes in front of you very, very soon. Um, when you focus on, so my list, my list was, and you do need a little list because it means you don't waste time with people that are not in the same wavelength. And being in partnerships, I thought, you know what, that experience has taught me and it's shown me something else I know about myself how important it is top of my fucking list is actually sense of humor that is right up there it doesn't matter what else is happening if you haven't got a sense of humor and you can't have a laugh with me nothing is gonna go fucking well because i'm a jokester i'm very light-hearted i use it to get out of arguments it's not a, a disguise it sometimes can be like a cover-up if i'm feeling nervous or whatever but the true me is very jovial and it's like not nah, gotta have sense of humor but loyalty, you know, even if you just live it down to five, you know, but, you know, for me, being a really good parent was important, you know, those really good fatherly qualities. Um, yeah, we've got to be attracted. Chemistry's always got to be there. You just cannot deny it. And you can try all you like, but somewhere down the line, it's going to catch up to you. So having that chemistry there is always important, not for sexual pleasure, even though sexual pleasure is awesome, um, but because that's just going to keep your connection um and and move it from a friendship basis you know um but yeah that banter like just understanding each other like that quirkiness you know and not just thinking she's a bit of a fucking weirdo um but intellectual you know i met a, a man this early this year he was very kind but he was an absolute dumbass and he even asked what the word perspective meant and i thought i, I just i just can't you know he's in his mid 40s I think late 40s, I can't, <laughs> if you don't know what the word perspective means when you're age 42, just nod your head and go and look it up on Google, like seriously, I just, 
I realised for me that was important. You don't have to have a fucking Oxford degree, you know, I don't. I don't even have one degree. But you've got to have some level of intellect that I, that you can meet. It's got to be a meeting of the minds, a meeting of the soul, as well as meeting of the body. Yeah, so that's where I was really honing on in on. And spirituality, that's really personal for me, you know. And that's, I don't know, that, that, that's, a, that's a weird one to try and... Um, to push on to because if someone is loving and affectionate and kind-hearted and funny and all these other things it's like what where do you where do you label spiritual what have you got to do in order to be spiritual because I have met plenty of people who meditate every day and they do yoga on the beach and they're full of fucking ego and they're fuckwits um to be honest with you it, it's it's a cover it's a way of, and I know everyone's on their own journey, and I'm really sorry about that if I've offended anybody, because I love meditation and yoga. A little disclaimer there. Um, but you can get addicted to it, and it becomes superficial. Yeah, and it came from a book. These aren't my words. I don't know if it was Osho or Cahill Gibran, but some, some amazing author had said, I was reading a book, and it said, you know, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is stop your spiritual practice. And I actually went through that phase. And it doesn't mean just go off the rails and don't do anything and just, you know, take toxic substances and just, you know, whatever. But it's saying that you can't do them in vain, you know, otherwise there's no point. And yes, you can have all the intention in the world. I had I had great intention for years. I was doing um, regular meditation, regular yoga. I was doing all these things and, and really like pushing it. It's like, I really want to be the spiritual person. But it's just like a yoga pose. It's when you surrender and let go that you actually flow into the pose. If you try too hard, it just never happens. That's a, that's a metaphor for life, hey? So coming back to me honing on, on what values I are really really important to me and yeah I put it out there my age please I don't really want someone in their 50s I don't want someone in their 30s let's have someone my age and you never guess what happened (laughs) yes I met them and it wasn't even a case of searching or forcing it's like you know chase 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 I've got to chase someone down it was a case of being open-hearted but I had to take action and say I've got to put myself out there in the realm of technology okay so I joined a few Facebook groups and single groups just of like in the local area because I was attracting people in but they're from all over the globe and I was like this is no good to me I need you to be here in Newcastle in Australia New South Wales Australia you know get really really specific it's like that you're too far away you're too far away you're too far away so um yeah and I put a funny post on again I dared to be different and I thought whoever reads this because I I did I wasn't going to do it and I thought oh no I, I might sound like a dickhead if I put that on there people might people might judge me oh my god god forbid people might judge me and you know I might put off the, the right person I thought no 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 the right person will find that funny and that is what's most important to me right sense of humor so I put it on there sure enough I got a like I had chatted to a few people and it was like mm, I'm not really jamming with these I'm not picking up their energy but somebody caught my eye. All he did was like it. And you know what? He doesn't just like anything. He's hardly on social media. Just 
the powers that be or up there in heaven or however you want to put it, the angels or Cupid, um, he happened to see that post and he happened to just like it. And even when he liked it, he was like, <gasps> because he hasn't been dating for three years. And similarly, you know, just it's work, work, parenting, work, parenting, work, parenting. And um, he's the same age as me. He's actually about two or three months older than me. Um, blue eyes. <laughs> uh, the most amazing blue eyes. Um, he's everything I've wanted. And it's really scary. It's really scary. And we have both had a freak out already because it's always that fear of intrepidation. It's like it's too good to be true. There must be a catch, you know, what's out there. But we're both not fearful either. And we both don't have insecurity. So when there isn't that insecurity, it's like, well, this is just fucking great, isn't it? This is awesome. <laughs> and yes, everything is a process. And it was funny this morning, we were lying in bed and I just, he was like, 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 like rubbing, stroke, massaging my arm and like stroking me. And I was just like, even the way he touches me is exactly the way I like to be touched. And I'm sorry to say, but you know, in the past, in the past, look, 10 years, I've been with people who do not. They just don't know how to touch me. I don't even like it. It's annoying. And you're with them because nobody's perfect, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, mm, it's not really doing it for me. But he is. And I said to him, you know, so far, nothing about me annoys you. Do you know how rare that is? And he just said, give it time, babe. <laughs> Which, again, is just hilarious. I love that answer. I fucking love it. Because it's like, I knew, that's exactly what I would have said. And that's exactly what I was, like, thinking ahead of time. It's like, give it time. And we'll be, you know, once we get past the infatuation stage, and we'll be like, oh, fucking put the toilet seat down. Like, all we do is fucking moan. <laughs> Like, it's insane. I said this week, it's insane how we spend so long chasing. You know, we spend all of our 20s, you know, chase, 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 looking good, looking good, trying to attract in the perfect partner. And you go out and you go dancing and, you, you know, give on the pool and that's what it's all about, you know? Like, that's basically your main goal to procreate or find the person to procreate with. And, um, and then you spend the rest of your life moaning that you're married to them. <laughs> And how bad they are and all the crappy things they do. And you just think, it's, it's ironic. I'm just going to take a sip of water. Because I'm actually sitting here in my bra. Because it's so hot. It's 30 degrees here today. I've got the ceiling fan on. Got a glass of ice water. If I move too fast, you sweat. So um, I've just, I'm just, <laughs> just got to keep hydrated. Mm. So what do you do when you have manifested in... <laughs> And this has happened with, this is not just relationships, okay, guys? This has happened with my car on numerous occasions. A car is easy to accept. It's like, good, this is a car I wanted. This is exactly how I thought it could feel. Feels good when I get in. It feels safe. feels fast. feels great and powerful to be in this car. It's awesome. Thank you, universe, for giving me this car. It's exactly what I want. Boop. The same for a house. Same for a job a job or career, you know, it can be a little bit of getting used to, it's like, oh, this is just so good, it's like, yeah, you manifested that shit, how good are you, you know, you up-leveled, you saw your worth, you got the interview, boom, got the job, when this is something so personal, it's your relationship, for me, that has been the biggest thing 
to get my head around. So if you're sitting here and you go, well, okay, so you've got the car that you want, you've got the home that you dreamed of, you've got the son of your dreams that you always hoped that you'd have and he's absolutely perfect. Oh, and now you've got a partner. Oh, and you've got the business, a biz two businesses running for you. Well, whoop-de-doo, what do I do now? What do you keep striving for? And you do, you keep up-leveling. I think it's Bob Proctor that says, you don't, what is it? Um, uh, it's almost like it, it, you don't feel guilty to keep striving for happiness. It's like, right, so that makes you happy? Strive for more, strive for more. It's not like you're greedy or that you're unsatisfied. It's just that it's okay to up-level. But for someone like me, who has been in a great deal of emotional pain and emotional trauma from a, a um, what is the word, a segregated family, and all I wanted was one big happy family altogether. You know, lots of trauma through different forms of abuse that, again, I co-created or I manifested or brought into my existence for me to learn from because if I'm sitting here going I'm not worthy of all these amazing things I'm not I'm only uh my value level is just someone who treats me bad well my energy level was that for a long long time so I just kept on attracting in people who were very very bad to me and I would get out of it and then be really good and I would clean up my energy and things were working well and then boom another guy would come on the scene and they would not treat me badly so that undercurrent and uh, there's other programs that talk about this as well you can be successful in career you can be successful in money you can be successful in your home or holidays or family or anything like that but still not bloody knuckle this relationship one you know it's like why 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 and that's what I had to dig deep into it's like how can I have all these skills to manifest everything else I want into my life but not this one thing and for many people it's the money thing you know it's like I can have everything in my dreams but just not the money I'm not bringing in the money that I want or the money that I deserve to earn so what to do when we get scared and this happened to me last week Firstly, I would invite you to lean into this and you'll hear me say this over and over again because I love this phrase. There's no better phrase to describe what we need to do here by leaning into it because if we stay still, we're not doing anything and if we move backwards or away from, we're trying to avoid it. If we lean into it, we are welcoming the process. You're leaning into that feeling so what happened for me personally um he started talking about introducing me to all his family and there's a lot of family and he's told his mum about me and uh, we'll go to this event then we'll go to that event and I was getting overwhelmed but it's actually everything I've ever wanted I've only ever wanted a big family since forever I wanted five kids when I was little like honestly I've always only wanted a big family so to actually get my head around people accepting me and liking me and things working out well as well as finally having a beautiful um happy family where everyone's good to each other was blowing my mind it was really challenging my vibration and I was going to uh, an anxiety state it was like a da -da 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 -da, and I just wanted to shut it down I was like no thank you I'm better off on my own <laughs> It's like, da, can't do it. And he'd actually done this before where he shut down. 
and that's due to other reasons going on behind the scenes. I won't divulge because that's his personal. I won't do that to him, disrespect him by divulging some personal stuff. But he'd shut down, and that's not a good idea when <laughs> you're in a relationship. And we weren't in relate. We weren't really in a relationship then. But anyway, so when he came back to me, it was like, ah, oh, great. But then it was my turn, and I wanted to shut down. I wanted to just be like, da, can't can't talk to you for a few days because I'm freaking out and I don't know how to process this. So instead, again, there's two choices. There's always two choices. It's either shut down and deal with it yourself, or shut, uh, well, shut down and deal with it yourself, or go to that person. So I actually chose to go to that person. I was like, let's just air this out. If this is, if this really is the love of my life, even though this is, this is within the first week, if it really is the love of my life and this is someone who we're going to build a really strong foundation with of friendship and trust and loyalty and openness, I've got to feel that I can turn to them, yeah, and talk about anything. So I actually said on the phone, I was like, I'm a bit upset. Can I talk to you? Um, now, I, I'm going to give him the option. I can go away and deal with this on my own if it's all a bit too soon or too much, but I can also come to you and talk it through. Like, which would you prefer? So I, that's the first time I've ever done that. I was like, I'm having a bit of a freak out. Do you want me to like open up and talk to you about it? Or are you like really tired and you don't want to hear it and I can deal with it by myself, you know? Like, because both are okay and I can deal with it by myself. And that's that's one of the, the key tools to deal with it by yourself, okay? But in this instance, I thought I want to open up and actually tell him and talk it through with him. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Again, and I felt safe to do so. With anybody else, it's like, oh, they're judging me, and they're going to be like, this is all a bit too much too soon. Like, what are you? And all my girlfriends are in my ear going, what are you doing? You're sabotaging the relationship by being too heavy and intense so soon. What are you doing? Just don't say anything. Oh my God. And I was like, no, fuck that bullshit. I'm trusting my own intuition. Okay, that's the main thing here. And yeah, if it's the right person, they will not be scared away by this. This is nothing, really. And compared to some really heavy DNM stuff, this is nothing. So I literally just went, you know, I've, I've always wanted a big family. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with the thought of actually being part of a large family. That's all I've ever wanted. That's all it is. So when you put it, when you lay it out like that, you think it's actually not so bad. <laughs> and it's understandable. And it's like, it's all good. And um, man, we spoke for over two hours, I think it was. Um, and um, we were in stitches by the end of it. We were just like, okay, bye. Oh, yeah, one more thing. And it was like, yeah, goodbye. And it was just like, we were just chatting and chatting, like like 16-year-olds, you know, when like like a, a, a really good friendship. And, um, and we'd also not rushed into sex, which was amazing. And as a Tantra teacher, there, again, there's no judgment if you do or don't, but it just gives you that breath of fresh air to establish that friendship. Yeah, you can agree and see that there's chemistry, but you don't have to leap into it at whatever you know pace that you want to. So that's another advantage. Um, so yeah, so dealing, dealing with it by yourself is, again, leaning into it and just asking where is this coming from? Because behind every emotion, there's always an underlying issue that's wanting to surface and come up for healing. That's very apparent. And any therapist will agree with that. You know, I'm not just, I'm not getting anxiety about 
this guy, I'm feeling anxiety because it's bringing up the questions of my self-worth and challenging me and saying, are you really ready to be happy? Are you really ready? Do you really feel that you're worth all of these, these incredible gifts that we're putting out in front of you right here, right now? Everything you've ever wanted, are you ready for this? Because even though consciously we can say, yes, of course I'm ready, subconsciously it's new. We're out of our comfort zone. Our comfort zone is suffering. And it's mind-blowing because it's like, but we don't want to suffer. That's crazy. I want to be happy. That's what everybody ultimately wants is to be happy. Whether that's through money, financial gain, our career recognized, through family, whatever that looks like, we just want to be happy. But when we have spent a long time being unhappy for whatever reason, and all of a sudden the universe responds to your great vibration and going, okay, look, here's the person that is perfect for you. And they're full of love and they're ready and they are single and they're committed and they're loyal and they're this and they're this and this and this. It's like, wow. And that's when, if you catch yourself running away from it, run towards it. Because when you just stop, you take that breath. Are you running away from it because your intuition is going off that things are wrong and they're red flags and it doesn't feel good and you're getting that contracting feeling? Or are you wanting to run towards it because it's expansive and it feels good? Because if you can stop and pause that anxiety, you can feel which way the dial needs to go. I was dating somebody and the contracting feeling was getting stronger and stronger and stronger week by week. But, you know, I'm not, I'm one to stick things out. I'm one to make an effort. I wanted to see where this relationship would go. I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to, for some, for some personal growth. But that contracting feeling was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until, boom, an argument was stewing. And at that point, that moment in time, I was done because I could see them so clearly and that their values were not in line with mine. Yeah, I wanted to run. I wanted to run as fast as I fucking could. And as soon as we said goodbye, I felt relief. Now, that is. 100% absolutely that's your intuition telling you you've done the right thing but when you are presented with something that is so good and it feels so good and it feels so right and then you want to run away from it that's when you've got to catch yourself and go what is going on with you what's happening and if it means talking to yourself in third person as if it's your own best friend and you say what are you doing what are you doing just Stop for a second. Breathe. Everything's okay. Okay? You don't have to rush this. You can go as slow as you want. It's okay to be happy. You deserve this. You deserve to be treated well. You deserve to be happy. Just let the love in. That's all you got to do. Just remain open. You know, what's the point in me putting myself out there and taking action and putting myself on the singles dates if I'm going to go running for the hills when somebody really amazing is in front of me? So that's where our work is and that's where the challenge is. And like I said in this intro, there's not enough information out there that encourages or coaches us 
Because it seems like an obvious thing that if we manifest something really good into our life, then we just go for it. It's not like ordering a chocolate cake in a restaurant and then it's put in our plate in front of us and go, ooh, that's lovely, and we tuck in, you know, that's pretty straightforward. But when this hits so many deep chords and it can trigger us, it can really trigger, it can re-traumatize us, it can make us think of all those times when we loved somebody and they abandoned us. It can think about all those times we were hurt, you know, and that means that we're not re really ready for a relationship if it's a really deep trigger, you know. It's like, yeah, you need to go away, do some more healing, and then come back. It can also really um, scare you and it can trick you. And what I mean by tricking you is um, you can start to listen to your negative self-talk thinking it's your higher consciousness <laughs> and it's it is tricky it is very tricky and if you just need to take a day or two whatever works for you whether that's going for a bushwalk whether that's going counseling whether that's seeking advice or drawing some cards or paying for someone else or a psychic or a card reading so i'm just going to take a sip again just to get a bit of validation as to what this person is and i tell you something i had a very emotional day with my ex and we'd got into an argument yet again i just wanted to run away from him and we were on push bikes so i literally did run away from him on my push bike i just couldn't be near him and it's just so emotional it's like i feel like i'm going crazy and i'm suffocating because i'm in a relationship with this man who we just keep fucking arguing like ah and I ended up at a crystal shop, as you do, and I paid for a reading. There was a lady there doing psychic readings. And she said she's not usually this forceful in telling people, but she said, I feel this so strongly. Do not, do not be with this guy. Get away from him. <coughs> Stay away from this guy and do not have his baby. Now, what did I do? Of course I didn't listen. Oh, I had his baby, didn't I? But I'll never ever forget that conversation. And that was her advice from spirit was get away from him. He's evil. He's bad. It is not going to be anywhere conducive. And it took me down a very dark path. But again, on a high perspective, happened for a reason. It's my ultimate life lesson. Thank you very much. Shake his hand. Thanks for making me stronger, you know. But when any experience comes up for us and it's that trigger that's the work that is the spiritual work and i i saw a phrase the other day it said uh spirit um spiritual involvement doesn't happen on the yoga mat or during meditation it happens when you um stop yourself being angry for the first time or something like that because it's talking about your daily practice and it's when you catch something and you go, ha, ah, I can see that now. That's a subconscious limiting belief or self-negative talk or whatever that is. I'm not going to listen to that. And just go with what feels good. If somebody feels good, go with it. I have been with too many people in the past that felt wrong, but I wanted to fool myself in, because I was so desperate for it. Whereas now I've built my inner strength, my inner pillar, 
that I don't need or want from anything. I'm not desperate at all. So if I meet someone and it feels really good, it's like, wow, this is a really special connection because that does not come along every day. And I tell you what, our first kiss is the best, I, well, all the kisses actually, <laughs> is the best I have had in years. I'm talking 10 plus years. And it's not lust, it's not a physical chemical reaction, it's energy. And I felt it when we first locked eyes. I actually felt it when I first saw one photo. And it's really weird because, I was, you know, you flick through someone's photos, their profile photos. Um, that's the only thing because we weren't Facebook friends back then. So we all I could see was his, his profile photo. So he's trying to get a feel for him. Like, mm, do I talk to this guy? <laughs> and it, I was just going pretty fast. And then one of these photos, it was literally like his eyes popped out at me and saw through my soul. And I was like, oh, oh. and ever since I've looked at that photo, it hasn't had the same effect. It was just this one photo, this one time. And then when we met in person and we locked eyes like properly when the kids weren't there, it happened again. It's like speechless. It's almost like a moment in time. You've transcended to another realm. I can't, there's no other way I can explain it. It's like, boom. And we both felt it. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and it's like an exchange of knowing, if you want to say that. It's exchange of knowing. and. Look, you know, I'm under no um, pretense that we're both adults. We both have a lot of commitments with our work and career and children and blah, blah, blah. Um, this could be a difficult relationship to embark on. But, my God, it feels good and it feels right. And we're both making effort to see each other once, twice a week, even though we don't. We live about 40 minutes apart. So leaning into it, that could have easily gone the other way whereby he could have had his freak out, never spoke to me again. I could have had my freak out. He would have even seen this weird, irrational meltdown and gone, fuck, she's a bit crazy. Uh, I don't think you're ready for a relationship, girl. Or um, I could have easily started to self-sabotage because I hadn't brought it out in the open. I'm lucky that I can do both and process it on my own give myself a bit of a talking to and that I was brave enough to to open up to him and he's such a fucking amazing human that I can do that with anyway you know he's a very open approachable um friendly person um that's his that's his uh, merit but yeah we just you know when you just click and you just talk for hours um so I knew that 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 was appropriate and in the past you know even someone that I had a child with I didn't feel like I talked to in, to in that way I just felt like that was never possible to have again it's just something that you have when you're 10 or 12 years old or 15 or 16 you know it's just that innocence and that grown-up relationships aren't like that and um, never give up faith or hope and I remember being on single sites for the last few months and so many people on there had said, oh, I'm just so sick of not meeting anybody on here. Or, oh, I'm always ghosted. Or, and I just kept saying, do not give up. Just keep putting your faith in love. And I did. And I just kept putting faith that the universe will give me the right person at the right time. And whatever that is. And just let, let go of the outcome. You know, it's not forced. It's not in desperation. It's not in need. 
it's just a case of this is exactly what I want universe go sort it out for me thank you very much I'm going to go off and do my work <laughs> keep fo focusing on me and um, I'll let you do the work and sure enough universe always 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 responds and provides you on exactly what you put out so the more specific and clean your energy is the more you can tidy and clear that up it is like having laser vision so the universe goes well this is easy you know we've got miss fisher over here who's just given us a perfect description of this gentleman right here aren't they going to be great match boom <laughs> ladies and gentlemen so i'm just going to reread some notes that i made the other night um once our true happiness is in front of us it can be confronting it really really is because we do spend if if we've spent a lot of time in trauma and pain then it can easily trigger us into we want to avoid that pain but we actually end up causing and creating more pain because that's a comfort zone it's it's if we just think of it like the conscious and unconscious and they're working against each other and what we have to do is <clears throat> expose the subconscious like lifting the pot off of a lid so we're looking to see what we're cooking inside once we can take that lid off and have a look what's going on we can make sure the ingredients are exactly what we want and are in line with our conscious thought yep so that's where the key is it's aligning both of those that's the trick to manifestation then you can supercharge it with tantra energy kaboom um what else have I spoken here? What do you do when you actually What do you do when you actually receive joy? Yeah, isn't it? What do you do when you actually get what you want? Like, it is scary, even if it is the career that, that we that we dream of. You know, you're you're married to your best friend. It's like this is all just so overwhelmingly happy. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's a great feeling, and I really, really encourage you to. Um, I've just put this. Feel your way, lean into it in big, bold letters. So I'll end on that, to lean into it and to feel your way. Always check in with yourself. How does this feel? Does it feel contracting? Does it feel yucky? Does it feel like something's just not aligned? Then, honey, walk away. That's okay. If it feels expansive, it feels not exciting. It's not that kind of rush that you get. It's just like it's a rush, lust kind of like, oh, just it's like a really erratic chaotic energy that's not the same thing this is like a really easy peaceful oh god it's just like cream in your mouth how do i how do i compare this um okay so do you know those little crackling candy things that you put in your mouth and your tongue and they crackle up and down so that is like the chaotic lusty you don't know what you're doing your brain can't think straight it's just endorphins and um your pheromones kind of getting too toxic it's getting toxified in that uh, lust for and that craving for that um sexual connection that's not the same thing i'm talking about a beautiful gatto with ganache and fresh cream <sighs> Top it with some Nutella. It's just kind of like, mmm, it's smooth. It's easy. Goes down way, goes down way too easy. But unlike this, 
the ganache, you know, it gets too rich and you have to say, say stop. And like this, this just flows. And the more you, the more connection you have, it's just easy breezy and it feels good and it feels right. It feels wholesome. It feels like you can breathe. It feels like you can grow. It feels like you can just be yourself. And it's still exciting, but it isn't that rush of that popping candy, you know? So when you get good at feeling into situations, then your life becomes very easy and you can make very quick decisions. Not judgments on people, but quick decisions, yeah, for your own self-preservance. And the key, just very quickly, to feeling into that is to constantly be in tune with yourself. And that's where the spiritual work comes in and to constantly check in with yourself, you know, your own best friend. But that's a whole other topic. So I love you and leave you there. I hope you have enjoyed everything I've been mentioning on this beautiful hot Sunday afternoon here in Newcastle. Um, if there's any questions or topics you'd like me to talk about, um, then please do. I'm guessing I do get inspiration from spirit and also from what's happening in my own life, which are intertwined along the lines of love and sex love and sex and and the health of those two things together because ultimately um i feel that's what the world needs more of not sex healthy wholesome loving sex yes <laughs> and that can be sex with yourself ultimately love you know so conscious dating what to do when what we manifest really comes into existence and to to just say thank you. You know, it's like someone giving you a compliment. How many of us out there, how many of us do this? And we go, oh my God, I love your hair. And we go, oh, thanks. I just, oh, we don't actually just say thanks. We just go, oh, you know, I just got it done the other day. Or, oh, you know, just this old thing. Oh, I love your top. Oh, this old thing. Oh, this was a bargain. It was only $5. We don't just go, thanks, and make the other person feel good. You know, it's, it's really hard to receive a compliment and a lot of us who are very loving and very giving find it extremely difficult to receive and that's another challenge of our soul journey is learning to receive and receiving with gratitude um, and graciousness and uh, it's like isn't it about time honey isn't it about time that you're happy in every single way shape and form Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's your time to shine. So I love you lots. Um, I'll put out on this message how to reach me if you want to reach me. Um, have a beautiful, beautiful week ahead. And um, really work hard on manifesting and running towards it. <laughs> so bear that in mind and prepare for it. Mwah, much love.